inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning, Radio Western. You are listening to Outlook this morning. I am Carrie, one of the hosts of Outlook. I'm here with Brian, my brother. Hi, Care. I'm the young sibling of the family here, and this is airing on Family Day, February the 21st. Yeah. Though we are back to a pre record recording this on a Friday night um, in early February, so. This will, though, be airing on Family Day and Care. So last year on Family Day, which actually was February the 15th, we aired an episode of Outlook joined by two guests, and we are joined by them again uh, today, pretty much exactly a year later. Yeah, we thought we'd do another Family Day episode. Uh, February is a big month in our family. We'll get to that also. And we were glad to have our two older siblings on last year in 2021, and so we're back now here in 2022, and they have re decided to return. So welcome back, guys, to Outlook. Happy Family Day. Yeah, so there's the awkward moment where you say welcome, and both people are like, who, who, <laughs> yeah. who talks when? So let's actually just um, go in order this time, but we're going to go youngest to oldest. So actually, well, I'm the youngest, and I've already talked. And Carrie, <laughs> you're the second youngest, and... You've also talked, but then we have Kim. Kim, perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi. Uh, so I am the second oldest, and I have, uh, I'm married with uh, two kids. And uh, my youngest just started kindergarten, and my oldest is, so he'll be 10 this year. And... Uh, that's about it. <laughs> I don't know what else were you guys thinking. What do you do for work or what do you do for fun? Or uh, Well, I work at a income tax office. We do bookkeeping and I, I manage the office. So I, I take care of our books as well as I have some clients outside of the office. And then um, during tax season, I do taxes as well. And then I just do kind of the general stuff keeping the computers up to date and all that, all that fun stuff like that. Um, outside of work, I like to read. I've been working on my gardens lately. But my mom, we bought my parents' house and we moved in here about just before my son was born, so 10 years ago. So my mom always had really nice gardens and I, I, I kind of slacked on that when we first moved in. So I've been working on trying to get those up to date and looking a little nicer again. So that's kind of been a, a focus of the past couple of years here. And just being a mom and work. Yeah, we mentioned last time, Kim, that, that you live at the house that we all grew up in, that you now live there with, with your husband. And uh, just, just for the rest of the episode, we... I mean, sometimes Carrie and I do it too because we're when we're both on the show. But we can say you can say our mom because we're all uh, we're all siblings here. It's all the same mom. Yes. Mm -hmm. That were that all, had the gardens when we when we all grew up, and we all remember that. I I think so. Cool that you're carrying mm -hmm. on that tradition. Yeah, it's quite the yard mm -hmm. we we always had growing up. So it's quite the thing to to keep up. I'm sure, but 
Mm-hmm. And Paul mentioned it the last time the they had come down with the kids that we had a, a get together at our house and how just as as much as uh, it's the same backyard we grew up and how much it's changed even that everything we've gotten older and so is it the trees have all gotten taller and it's a it's a, it's the same and and a whole new space yeah you even got a trampoline back there now. it's like we well, that's had not, that hasn't changed. <laughs> well it was it was there when we were kids for a while and then we didn't then there wasn't one and then you got another one mm-hmm. yeah bringing back the tradition the trampoline tradition and Paul here, who we're going to speak to in a second also, he, uh, we were having some fun with it last summer. He was trying to do a flip and making his, his wife nervous. Right, Paul? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. I, I haven't, uh, obviously, I, I, I haven't been on a trampoline since, I don't know, whenever, whenever it was that, uh, that our original one uh, either got taken out or, or maybe I... I had left home. I don't remember, but uh, it was. It's been over twenty something years, and uh, I thought I'd give it a go because <laughs> I, I I could always do I could always do it uh, you know fairly easily um, back then, and I I I, was, I, I still like I uh, was still able to do it. It just it took me a couple tries. <laughs> right, but um, it, we used to as kids we used to love going on with you because we would sort of sit on it and we'd play like the we called it the popcorn game where you would jump and we and it would like send us flying around and yeah Good yeah that's 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 fun most people would would uh see something similar to that on america's funny some videos usually <laughs> usually uh usually when it goes wrong but uh but ours was fun for the most part i think i think we might have joked in the past about trying to send something into that show mm. Well, that was always yeah. a lot of times too. People would wonder, or I guess, carry some doctors and stuff. When they found out we had a trampoline, they'd be like a little bit nervous. Oh, you're the blind kids, what are you gonna do? But I think we generally we were pretty uh, safe on there. And and uh, well, I don't know if it was this. Well, it might partly. Be well, it was also we yeah. Blind, it was also it was because the, of our our kidneys and. But it was definitely the blindness is tying into that. I think that if you if at least if you can see, you <laughs> maybe have a bit of that. Uh, you know, if you're near the edge of something, I think that that tied into it, but. Anyhow, how about we get Paul to introduce himself, because so far he's talked about trampolines, but uh, I think there might be more to his life than, than that. Uh, yeah, so um, my name is uh, Paul, as, as they've said, and um, I guess all the other info that doesn't have to do with trampolines, um, I am 42, uh, I live in Toronto, uh, where I work as a photographer. Um, I am married to a lovely lady named Sue, and we have an 11-year-old named Sophia and an 8-year-old named Max, and we have a bulldog named Norman, and yeah. That um, keeps you pretty busy? That all... Yes, everything that I just said keeps me pretty busy. Um, I mean, uh, something that we've been doing recently is uh, I've been taking the kids out ice skating on outdoor rinks, which is uh, a great activity to do in a pandemic, um, even if we are nearing the end of it. And I don't know, hopefully things will be opening up again here soon. But um, 
Sophia's getting quite good at uh, skating. Max can keep his balance. He can't skate very well yet, but um, it's lots of fun. Fun. Yeah, we've done, we did that a few times over the last few years again, all together. And it's great to see the kids doing that and something to do. Canada, of course, hockey is a big thing, but uh, that's another thing you, you do, I guess, something you enjoy, Paul, is sports still, right? Yes, that's something that I've missed dearly because of the pandemic. There has been no baseball in the summer uh, here in Toronto, or at least not in my league. I, I think I think some leagues were open last year, but um, and I was playing hot pickup hockey a little bit too before the pandemic. But uh, I don't know. Um, being in a dressing room with a bunch of sweaty men is probably not. I don't know. I, I, I steered clear of that. Um, yeah. yeah so. Well, it's funny how we grew up with our, our father always played hockey when we were growing up. And uh, one thing we could get into for, for fun is all the reminiscing of all the times we used to go with him. So he'd play like late, later in the, in the evenings. I don't know, like after 10 at night, was it even? Or we used to go, the four of us, with him and we would just like run around the uh, around the rink outside. Like in all the stands and through the, it was just fun. I don't, I don't, we have good memories of that, except for when Brian got his hand stuck in the candy machine. Yeah. I was going to say, I mainly remember hanging out in the, in the warm room, what they called it, just pretty much out of the cool arena and then the room with the vending machine. And then, yeah, as a silly little kid, I shoved my arm up there trying to get something out. And I just remember <laughs> her parents getting soap or something to get my arm slippery enough to, to slide it out. But well, and it's funny because um, for all the listeners, obviously, 10 o'clock at night, hockey, or I, I think some of his games started at 9, but it was never any earlier than that, right? Could have been as late as 10. And um, at that point in time, there's nobody in the arena. There, There's the person that runs the Zamboni, and that's about it. Yeah. And then right. it was, you know, us kids running around doing whatever. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's what happens when you let kids do whatever no helicopter parenting there well that was why it was fun <laughs> didn't have to worry that we get you know get to be kids and sometimes these days kids are kind of held back from a lot of things but yeah yeah that was that was fun <laughs> so maybe we should introduce uh, uh the other well, I was going to say the other person. He's not a person. Uh, you did mention him, Norman the Bulldog, but I think he's going to make some appearances on the episode here today, tonight, uh, this afternoon. And so we should maybe talk about that now, Bri. Yeah, so last time you gave an excellent description of your Bulldog, because I had mentioned last time you guys were on a year ago that I hadn't actually seen Norman yet, because... Yeah, we, we hadn't was, met. He was only yeah. around five months old when we had you guys on last, and we, uh, with the pandemic and everything, we just hadn't uh, had, had a chance to, to meet him, but... I've definitely met him a few times since then, and so I know what he feels like now. And but you did a really excellent description last time describing uh, what a bulldog is like. And uh, I know you said he would be getting uh, bigger. Um, so would you say he is quite like quite different from uh, a year ago? Is, is he noticeably bigger? Oh, definitely. From a year ago, yes, he's um, weighs about fifty pounds now. Um, I don't know how to describe what like his size, like he's about as high as a coffee table, maybe, or maybe not quite. Um, um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's got all the traits of a, a bulldog. He's very um, slobbery, 
He is the messiest eater you have ever seen and drinker because usually he'll, he'll drink from his water dish and walk around the house dripping and drool. And, um, and he's very stubborn and persistent, but um, I don't know. It's just when he sits down and looks at you with those uh, sad bulldog eyes, it's uh, he's he's lots of fun. I think I might hear him sniffing be. or sniffing in the background there or something. Yes, here maybe I I don't, I don't know if he'll make a noise for you or not, but why well, hear something? Yeah, that yeah, that was that was him sniffing the iPad. He's kind of sniffy and snorty and grunty mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect. I'd never really seen a bulldog. And so when we got to meet him, when we got to see you guys again last summer and all that, we had some great time outside and and we got to meet him in your house too and you got you brought him to visit us here a few times already and he is really sweet. I don't know, there's just something about him that you know, when he comes up to you and slobbers on you and then you know, he's just friendly. I used to sit on your outside in your backyard there on um, I got one of the lounge chairs and he would uh, hop up and on there with me and yeah, he's yeah. sweet. That's another, another trait of bulldogs is they just, they just want to be with people. Right. So he's, oh. he's happy just sleeping at your feet or, you know, or just sitting beside you. And your kids are so happy. It's great to see them with him. And like you said last time, he, they really, they've always wanted a dog and, Finally, you're able to get one, and they just they love them so much. Yes. And your wife, obviously, she sues. Dream just like yours to have one, have a bulldog, and so she has a great relationship with him. Takes care of him a lot through this pandemic, and he's had some health issues, right? Being a bulldog, that she has to. Yeah, uh, some allergies to foods and stuff, and uh, I don't know. Um, they also, it also sometimes he has problems like just itchy skin and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we just, as long as we keep them sort of clean and mm -hmm. you got to clean out all of his wrinkles on his face and yeah. his tail. And I don't know, it's he, bulldogs are a lot of work, yeah. but, uh, he's, he's worth it. What were you more surprised about? Like, like, you know, there's work and having children and there's work in having a bulldog and a, a, you know, a pet like that. What, what do you think we were more surprised by how much more that you maybe, even though you, you knew there'd be work more than you, there was, was expected. I, I would say the bulldog probably surprised me more because I just, I didn't realize how, how much you like, you know, we, we, we clean him because you're not really supposed to, you know, shower or bathe dogs a whole lot right but um mm. so so he never gets fully wet we only do that like every couple months yeah that was um, a tip they always gave us with our guide dogs too i remember is just you know for the oil the natural oils in their skin there's no need to bathe them too much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we need to not only clean all this folds but then you got to dry everything because you can't let moisture sit in them or else bacteria grows and yeah you know, just the, just the usual stuff of, you know, trimming toenails, cleaning ears. Last time when you guys were on, we didn't talk about our guide dogs, but I was thinking like having a guide dog was a lot of work, but it seems like having a bulldog would be even more work <laughs> than, uh, than handling my, my dog with all the hair shedding and stuff. But, you know, every animal has its own, uh, own maintenance and needs, but, uh, 
welcome to Outlook, uh, Norman. Thanks for joining us. Well, right, right now he's spinning in circles, chewing on his back foot. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he kind of seems like he's maybe kind of in his own world. I don't know if he's really participating. Yeah, I don't too think much. he heard. I don't think he heard you. Ah, uh, well, he's present. He's, anyway, wel- so. he's welcome here, just the same. But while we're doing our animal updates, I figured we should check in with Sister Kim over there and see. Uh, so last time we spoke, Kim, you had thirteen bunnies. So I was curious on the bunny status these days. Uh, so we're down a whole two. So we're only at eleven. Uh, you still have any for sale to... if, if any of our uh, listeners want a bunny? <laughs> or um, are you, keeping, maybe. Are, I don't are know. you planning children... to keep them now? The children, maybe the children don't want to give up anymore. The children have become more and more attached to the ones that they've now, because we, we, for a while, there was a few we weren't naming and they've all developed new, well, not developed, but they've all acquired new names. So give us the name, um, give us a name rundown of what you can come up with. Uh, well, two of them are just um, initials. So it, they were the ones that weren't really named. So we have BT and GT, which is boy twin and girl twin. Uh-huh. They were from the same letter and they both looked the same. Um, and then we have, um, so we had some more issues. We had one of our bunnies had four more bunnies because we thought that we had um, <laughs> split them up into <laughs> the proper uh gendered areas and then uh so that's when gt and bt were named because they were both girl twin for a while and then now now one's a boy twin and then i can't remember what the, the girl's name was uh it, it went from her pink pink or something um to sam because she was also now a boy so those two got separated out um unfortunately the uh girl twin gt she lost all of four of the babies so we're we didn't gain any there with that, but um, so then we have Sam, and um, then there's Fudge, uh, Emmett, Daisy, and I'm missing a couple. It's like a memory, know. it's like a memory exercise. <laughs> so, so same same question that that Paul got. What was what were you? What was more of a um, surprise getting compared, like? When you got when you had kids or the bunnies, what was a bit more unexpected or I don't know how you asked the question here. That wasn't like very... this is a lot. This is well, more work than I thought. Yeah, this is. <laughs> so we were expecting the kids. The bunnies all kind of <laughs> just the first two were expected there. So <laughs> they showed up unexpectedly just in themselves. Um, other than that, I don't know. They're pretty self. It's a bit different. Yeah. Than uh, a bulldog, contained, I guess, right? You have them in the house in the same way or. Yeah, we. We, and we we started off with the two when we had the two they were in the house but eleven bunnies that's too much she would be constantly cleaning out because you can litter train bunnies Aww. so you would be constantly cleaning out their litter boxes or just cleaning up after them the boys um, we don't have any of them fixed so obviously considering the problems we were well, problems but <laughs> the uh, reproduction we were getting there um, so they uh, they spray. And that, that's not nice. So, yeah, they're all outside. They've got um, quite a few coops now. So the boys have their own little homes because they'll fight. And then the girls share a couple different spots. So I can't believe they so it's fight. quite the setup. Okay. Yeah, they, they're competing with each other for, for the mates of their sibling bunnies. Oh, boy. <laughs> bunnies aren't quite as uh, civilized as us humans. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's they'll, debatable. They'll, they'll, 
Well, I think that <laughs> depends on what you're referring to. <laughs> uh, There's right. less than breeding in the human race <laughs> that I'm aware of, at least. <laughs> Sounds like an animal soap opera over there. A little bit. Uh, Other than that, like I said, they're pretty. They we take them out, and we play with them sometimes. So the kids, we have like a kind of a a cage that you open up out onto the grass, and then they can get some some fresh grass to eat and a little bit of room to run around and, and the kids get to kind of sit with them. A couple of them are as friendly as the other ones. So some of them just go out on their own and then they don't really get to, to visit with the kids, but, but just even playing with them through feeding them grass through their, their pens and stuff that the kids love going out and bringing food and, and just making sure they're okay. We've had a few escapes. So Reed sometimes is is uh, nervous that we've lost a couple of them, so he'll just go out and check on them throughout the day occasionally. Just when he's a little bit nervous like that, but we've we've got the 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 pens much more secure, and we haven't had any problems with that lately. They're not fun to catch. So, <sighs> also, I've never I've never had to chase my children down, so that's another a little more difficult with the kids than than with the bunnies or with the bunnies and the kids. Sorry. Awesome. Well, thanks for the animal updates, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Braille. Uh, we were just talking about, like, obviously, again, today's family day, unless you're listening a, a, as a podcast, that might be at any point in time you're listening. But if you're listening when this is airing live, family day 2022. And, uh, you know, you guys are cited, as I, I think we pointed out. I'm not sure. <laughs> we're the two blind I'm not sure kids if we said that family. today, but that's, yeah, yeah. That is the case. The cited siblings so are on today. Yeah, so we'll get on to Braille, but also, I guess, before we recorded today, we were talking about being on Zoom here and uh, how you guys have your cameras on and Brian and I don't. <laughs> I have a picture, it, though. I have a picture of me that actually Paul helped me. Um, that's one thing I, I had in my notes. Was just, And Paul mentioned earlier that he's a photographer, and we never really got into that last time in, in how it's just interesting, and it's one of those things that, you know, it is what it is, but it's one of those areas that is a little bit unfortunate because you know not being able to see i can't i can't look at paul's photos i can't see the the work that he does with with all of that but at the same time it is also really convenient to have a as a as a blind uh guy to have a brother who's who's sighted who's a photographer because he has photos of me on hand and you know if i ever need a photo for something i can always reach out to paul and he'll always you know find something in his in his uh files there and his uh yeah, over, I'm doing. So. I'm doing a. I'm doing a post for World Kidney Day, and uh, you know, so just last week or whatever, I think it was. I was. I was reaching out and asking you for a few photos for me to send along because you've yep. done. You've taken our photo albums from being younger, and you know, digital digitalized all of it and digitized. I guess whatever. Digitized. It is. You didn't. You got that wrong last time on the show too. I know. I was like, digital. which episode was it that I said that same thing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you always have those on hand, and but yeah, I mean, I. So for our listeners, I grew up with low vision, so I used to be able to see photos, not perfectly, but pretty well. And, uh, but now I can't. And so, yeah, that's one thing, you know, you're always, when we're together as a family, we're, uh, often the conversation does turn to your photos and you're showing photos or taking photos. And, um, but uh, you, you do, you do interesting things with, we, I don't know if we've ever brought it up, but how you, I think you put our grandfather in in, the, in a picture once with Fidel, Fidel Castro, was it? And you put, I guess for a Christmas card one year, you put the Downton Abbey character faces on everybody and, you know, you do cool stuff like that. So, uh, 
Yeah, I really, I really enjoy making cards, birthday cards, Christmas cards. Uh, I just made some uh, Valentine's Day cards for uh, uh, the people in my family here. Um, oh. And yeah, that was that was a fun one because you guys all, uh, well, at least Carrie and my parents. I'm not sure, Kim. You watched Downton Abbey, didn't you, Kim? Or no. No, you didn't. Okay, no. well, I don't know. I at one point I have time. It just it, it oh. occurred to me seeing the um, if 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 uh, anybody cited that knows Downton Abbey knows that um, their posters and DVD covers and whatever they they line everybody up in the show so that everybody can be in the cover but um, they're all they're all lined up nice and proper and usually they have the people in in the house on top and then they have a row of the help underneath um so i i just got the idea of hey you know like we have how many people in their family i thought i'm just gonna take faces and put them onto the bodies of the downton abbey people i tried to match them up as best i could you know my dad got to be uh, lord grantham and i say i say that right Grantham. yeah okay well I, it's been a while since i've seen the show yeah um and uh yeah i don't know it was it was just fun it, you know being a photographer playing with photoshop it's i don't know at work it's not always the most stimulating so when i get to do stuff like this it's uh, it's a lot of fun right at work it's like catalogs you guys do so just you know yeah. sometimes there's models or things people involved whatever but often it's just here's my here's our furniture this here's the furniture line here or whatever but yeah. uh yeah Kara yeah. sort of sort of hijacked the conversation <clears throat> i know you were trying to get into talking about braille at one point there but no, um it's fine well of course today's episode we're we're keeping this one very casual for family day and we we don't want it to get you know anything too serious and we want to keep things relatively light but but the thing about it is with with the photos is like i said there are other situations like for example i wanted to talk briefly about what paul made me recently with his with his photo talents um Touched on last time that uh, Kim and Paul were on our sighted siblings a year ago about uh, talked a bit about music and how Paul really sort of got me into all this sort of independent music through his friends that discovered this underground, these underground bands in the 90s. And that was a really big life change thing for me and game changer in my life. And then um, so recently, this past summer, we used to go to tons of shows together and I, I went to quite a few with my friends, too, but I was collecting all the ticket stubs back in the day before things were on phones all the time and stuff and there were more ticket stubs. So I had over 70 in an envelope and I told Paul about this and he's just the type to, you know, right, around, right away jump onto the idea of creativity and coming up with this project of taking my ticket stubs and, and making this board, poster board of the stubs. And I just thought, Paul, you could maybe explain that briefly to our listeners because it's a really neat uh, thing that you did and the, the whole process you went through to do it. I couldn't quite explain it myself because it's pretty unique and I think it ties also into braille and then Kim you could also speak after as well about learning braille or the amount of braille you do know because I also just wanted to mention that Kim and Paul are also very thoughtful siblings in that when they send Carrie and I Christmas cards they always they braille the cards and Kim brailled the address my address on the envelope last time and so it's just really neat to you know you guys aren't both super fluent braille users by any stretch but at least you know you know it enough to you know do the research to be able to uh, braille us up uh, our cards and stuff so 
Well, it's just that because, I mean, you send us, like, at Christmas, you guys often get the kids' photos with Santa and things like that, and you're still good about sending us each photos because, you know, we still might want to put up photos of our nieces and nephews up on our fridge, and so, yeah, you know, we're not treated we're not too. treated differently about because we're blind and we can't see the photos anymore that you still send them, but you will, yeah, you'll braille our cards, which is, you know, very considerate because um, you wouldn't have to, and it, it does take a bit of work, but, yeah, so what was that process like, Paul, for the... Uh, this board you made, Brian, kind of? Well, um, what, what gave me the idea is, uh, you know, going to shows like that, um, people often will buy vinyl or um, sometimes there'll be T-shirts or there will be silkscreen posters. Um, one of my roommates, he used to always buy posters. And um, and I, I, when Brian told me about that, it I, I don't know why I got this idea, but it was just... It, it, it kind of struck me like, you know, what would make a really cool poster is scanning all of his ticket stubs, putting them on the computer and making a collage out of it. So um, it, it's, I, I did it and they were all kind of random. They're all different colors. So I tried to make a, a pleasing comp composition with, uh, with all the ticket stubs. And then what I did was um, I, I printed it on uh, at work. We have a, a a, a proofing machine and it does um, prints 24 inches wide by however long you want to make it. So I made Brian a, a poster. All these ticket stubs are life size. And, um, and then what I did was uh, with the slate and stylus, I brailed on each stub, the name of the band, the venue and the date. Uh, and then that way Brian could hang this on his wall and it would be something visual for his sighted friends to look at. And uh, anybody who uh, knows how to read Braille could uh, also enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, no, no, it's, uh, that's what I did. Took a little bit of time, but uh, it, was, it was fun. Yeah, you like projects, right? You li that's one thing you like to do in your spare time to have. Yeah, it wasn't, art, it wasn't art, something art you projects. were doing and you were like, ah, oh, this is so like, I hate doing this or something. You, li you like that type of. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I wish I could. I wish I, I, could, I could make another one for somebody. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's just interesting. You were telling me, and it's hard to imagine, but that you had to. You used like two Slayton styluses to, to do it or something, and it, it sounded like quite yes. A... It was. It was very difficult because since it's two feet wide, uh, Slayton stylus doesn't reach that far into the page. So I had to, I had to put one, um, slate flat on the table put the paper on it and uh, and you got to do it upside down right so i can't see the stub that i'm that i'm brailing on and then i got to take another slate lie it on top of the blank sheet of paper and try and line up the dots and then yeah so it was um i came up with wow. a good system of doing it but uh it it took yeah took some uh some thought yeah and our listeners who if you're not if you're not familiar what a slate and stylus is uh you may have heard of it you know maybe google it to see what it looks like but it's sort of a primitive braille writing system before there were electric yeah, braillers and what we have now you're brailing in reverse it's it's pretty much backwards i guess yep so <laughs> yeah it is it is interesting to do and it's something i haven't had tons of practice with us Growing up in a later generations here where they're not as common, but you know, they still are out there. And if you, if you Google one, you'll find it. But 
You are listening to Outlook here today. We are speaking with our sighted siblings for Family Day 2022. Going to take a quick break now for some promos, but then we'll be back with the second half of today's program. Outlook. On Radio Western. And we're back on Outlook today, Family Day 2022. You are listening to the show today with Brian and I, siblings. We're the two blind siblings, and we're here with our two older sighted siblings. And this is their second appearance on Outlook. Thanks again, guys, for being back on the show. Thanks for having us. And Norman, your bulldog. Glad to be back. Yeah. So uh, let's talk. I mean, we've been trying to keep it a bit light. Uh, and, you know, we're jumping around, we're talking about our growing up together, and uh, we really did kind of grow up in an idyllic way in the 90s, a very secure family life, a nice place out in the country, and, uh, and you know, we're getting older now, which we'll get to, but uh, I guess talking about the pandemic and how everybody's sort of faring, how is everybody doing in your family, Kim? How are the kids holding up? How are you guys managing everything? What's everybody feeling like these days? Yeah, um, so... Um... I think uh, being in the country puts, uh, I, mean, I think there's give and takes to that, but like, it's not like there's kids next door that there was ever a time where you, you couldn't let kids play, right? Like R- Reed and Maya, my children are both really, they play out by themselves in the backyard and in the house. And they, they're just used to kind of more um, solitariness uh, in our backyard and, and then not having neighbors so close by. So there wasn't a whole lot that I noticed even in the beginning when um, it was a whole new, new experience that they didn't really pick up on it. And Maya hadn't started school yet. So, um, so she didn't really notice much either. Um, as time goes on, I mean, there's little things that Reed wants to go do and yeah, <laughs> that's closed or things are shut down. Right. And you can't, you can't, it's not going to work, but um, for the most part, they're good. Like I, I think most kids, that I've um, heard about, like, I think that like the mask thing they've done really well with and, and uh, there's always going to be things that are a struggle for all of us. Right. But um, so my husband's had some health problems. So um, that, you I mean, you have the extra difficulty of getting in to see doctors and to zoom calls and stuff like that. So there's been a little bit with that. Um he was because of his he has diabetes so he he had stayed home originally and he was able to stay home with the kids and and uh everything kind of hit with tax season so that was busy on my end so i worked and he stayed home and so we were everything kind of we were able to work that kind of stuff out just kind of it naturally kind of worked out the easiest way like that um and then things have uh he's having some he's having a procedure here in march so th- even that like his health is is improving and then the hopefully the procedure will help he's having he has uh, a fibrillation so they're doing an ablation for his heart so we're we're uh positive and uh optimistic that uh that will all go well and and hopefully he gets a little bit even more normalcy back and because he'd been on um lower hours when he did go back to work but he's adjusted and kind of figured out how to to handle stuff so he's back to eight hour days and he misses the occasional day when he's not feeling well but so i mean that's outside of the pandemic but like i said that mixed all in with all of that it's 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 been a challenge sometimes, but but I think we've we've made do. 
So, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if that's kind of what you're asking or yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of speed off. But we, we've talked on the show before about the um, additionally with the blindness. Brian and I have had trans kidney transplants, and so you know, you know, like you said, Steve has type one diabetes, and uh, I mean, you have asthma, and you know, our mother has type two diabetes, and Brian and I are immunosuppressed, and. So there's issues, you know, you get a little worried when you're all of a sudden in this once in a, in a lifetime pandemic, what, you know, what that might do if you're a bit more medically fragile. Uh, but yeah, I think you guys have done really well and with the school opening and closing. And um, how about you, Paul? The same thing with the schools there in Toronto and, and your guys work, you and Sue both work. And how's that been for everybody? Luckily, Sue has a job that she could work from home. So um, she was never... Uh, without um, uh, an income Um, and I was only off for about a month I think at the very beginning Uh, but then I've been going back into work um, at reduced hours at the beginning and then back to full time but um, Max has said many times that he hates COVID Um, Mm, yeah and it's mostly the, the kids, they don't like online school. Like, I mean, Sophia was, she, she's old enough where she was, um, she was pretty self-sufficient. You know, she would know when her classes began, when her breaks were, she could get her work done, you know, all of that stuff. Max, on the other hand, loved to go for walks to the kitchen or to the bathroom and, you know, not really paying attention and then not logging back in on time. Like, get your butt in that chair, mister. It is, a, when yeah. I'm at home. It is weird to imagine what that would have been like. If, just imagine when we were yeah. growing up as kids, if we were all at home doing school with our parents. Oh, God. Gosh. Like, I mean, uh, I think we're, we're luckier than most because, you know, each kid had their own computer and Sue had her own computer. So everybody had their own device and they were in their own rooms. So there were no distractions, but um, still was not. An easy time so they're happy to be back in schools again right i mean i know sophia's a very social girl you know i'm sure it was exciting to be back with her friends and all that and max being yeah you know an eight-year-old boy with a lot of energy to burn and and still curious about life and learning and uh so yeah i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah it's it's been uh, it's been a tough uh, go but i mean uh, you know we we, uh, we're getting through it. But it's like Carrie kind of okay. said at the beginning of, a, of the show today as well, and the fact that we, we sort of grew up in this idealistic, overall very comfortable, you know, we are lucky, I think, to, to have the family that we have. And, and even, even you guys now, obviously, everyone has their own challenges. But overall, like, and again, it doesn't mean it comes down to that thing in life, of course. Things can always be better, and it doesn't mean just because your situation is not the same as somebody else's that it's you know, not as bad, but I just think we are all, are all quite lucky that, you know, none, none of you are single parents or, you know, it just, it can be really hard out there and you can see how hard it is with having stability the way we do. So if you didn't have that with all of this going on on top of it all, it would, I just think it would be even more difficult. So definitely feel for a lot of people out there. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the, and my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. there, you're, cause because, yeah, it's just like I, that little comment I made a few minutes ago is like, I can't quite imagine this growing up, but it's, it's hard for kids to be out of school. And kids generally are pretty adapti- adaptive, but at the same point, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not ideal. But. And that whole thing about can you, can you possibly have it all in life? 
you know, work-life balance and all of those things. So if you throw a pandemic in there, wow, yeah. Yeah, because we talk on this show quite a bit about how, you know, to be realistic, that having a disability and being blind, you know, that takes extra time. Like it, things take a bit longer. You have to plan, plan things a bit more than, than the average person to just like do things spontaneously because you sort of have to pay attention a bit more to your surroundings and all these types of things. So just throwing a pandemic in the mix, if you already have other things going on, it just makes it even that much more difficult. And, and the other difference being that, you know, Carrie and I, sure, we have blindness and, and other things, but we don't have families to, to raise and take care of. So that's another thing that you guys do in life that, that fills up a lot of time that Carrie and I don't have. So it's just interesting to, to look at different uh, situations and perspectives. Outlooks, if you will. Yeah, outlooks, if you will. Uh, but uh, we were talking about, I guess February is also a birthday month. So speaking of our family and birthdays. Yeah, you mentioned that at the beginning and I meant to say something again, yeah. Carrie, because we're recording this on the 11th, actually, in February. So pre-record, but mm. it was your birthday yesterday when we recorded this, recording this here. So happy belated birthday to my co-host Carrie here. And uh, Paul on the call is also birthday this month. and. More family members yeah, and then, too. Yeah, Kim. Kim's husband Steve's coming up next, and then after that is your is your daughter Maya, Kim. So we hopefully mm -hmm. get to see each other uh, next weekend, all of us. And uh, we we weren't able to see each other at Christmas because our our because mom got diagnosed with COVID and a bunch of other things. So we're getting together next weekend and having a belated Christmas slash February birthday celebration. Uh, <laughs> but uh, happy birthday to you, Paul. Also, and uh, how was your birthday this year? Uh, it was good. I mean, uh, I had to work. It was on a Tuesday, so then it was, you know, never ideal. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I woke up and uh, soon the kids gave me their cards that they uh, they had got for me. And, and then um, we dropped the kids off at school and the dog off at daycare. And soon I went to work. And then uh, I brought Sue home after work. And I went to go get the dog, and in the time that I went to go get the dog, she had made supper and decorated the kitchen. Wow. And then we had a birthday dinner, and then we went out uh, for Dairy Queen drive through so it was, it was lots of fun. Yeah, it's great to hear about the traditions you guys make in your families now, and looking back at the ones we always had growing up as a family, and uh, it's always great that I've always loved sharing this month with my older brother our birthdays mm. two days apart and our oma too right yeah our our, 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 fa our father's mother was born on the seventh so yeah she, she died in 2010 but we always used to celebrate together and then kim met steve and realized another february birthday in there and then they had a daughter with february birthday so kim uh anything you want to share with us uh secrets here while your husband's not around any big plans you got any secrets you want to let us in on what are you planning? No, I don't know. We were talking about so so. It's uh, both mine and my husband's fortieth birthdays this year. So Steve's will be right. first here in in February. Um, and uh, so all of our our friends from high school and stuff that we still keep in contact with are also same same milestone birthday this year. So we were talking to somebody else who they were having just a couple people over for for his fortieth, and uh, she invited us and we um also have the the kajuski 
birthday that weekend. So mm-hmm. I just said something to Steve about the fact that we had the two invites and or like the pl- two the the plans and then the other invite. And uh, he he's the way I worded it. He was concerned that I was gonna have like some surprise <laughs> gathering for him. I said no, no. <laughs> he's he said he's happy to just keep a quiet family thing like what we're doing that weekend there so we'll do that and then uh his um mother just got married uh it was a year in august i think yeah a year in august so that seems wrong but i think that's right (laughs) time has kind of blended and it's hard to tell anything apart with since the pandemic started yeah um so anyway so he her new husband's turning 70 this year and then um maya is turning five and then his granddaughter is the same day as maya's birthday so she'll be 10 so we have the three a five a 10 and a 70 birthday <laughs> all in february here so wow so we're going to be doing that too this month so that'll be the extent of our, our social Carrie, you mentioned earlier that we were going to get into a little bit about how, of course, everyone's getting older all the time. And I just I vaguely remember when our when our dad turned 40 back in the 90s when we were growing up. So, you know, the f- yeah, I think I, I think his mother, or as, as we said, our Oma, uh, we used to call her. She I think do you guys remember she gave him a, she wrapped up a, a bottle of Coke and she attached I think she attached 40 loonies to it. Yeah, for his 40th birthday. <laughs> I remember that. That's, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Good times. Yeah, yeah. and 2022 is the 25-year anniversary of my kidney transplant that our, uh, that our father, that dad gave me his kidney. And so I always just remember how old he was when, he, when we had the surgery. And uh, yeah, just, it, you know, we're in that stage now, seeing our parents getting older. And you guys, we get to watch your kids getting, you know, older and discovering things. And quite the times. Yeah, Kara, I thought we could mm-hmm. maybe just talk a little bit about that just in the in the whole fact that, you know, we all are getting older. And of course, with our family and, and our parents, you know, believing in us and being very, you know, not these helicopter sheltered parents, like they were very open to let us explore and, and get out there in the world. But then when it does come down to it, we have been lucky to have parents that carry do help us out and you know my very supportive yeah very supportive always there I, I my our parents still help me get, get groceries unfortunately i've never found a great delivery option here that i've found that is really cost um effective if cost effective, if anyone's listening yeah. and knows of one you can always send us an email outlook on radio western at gmail.com but anyway so yeah they help just with things like that and with driving of course that's one of the things and we're we're very independent but it's just everyone depends on somebody and you know that's not a bad thing, but it's just, it is one of those things, Carrie, that we think about as, as we get older and, and it is what it is. But the fact of, of the matter is that, you know, Paul and Kim both have their own families now and, you know, probably just coincidence, but it's also that sort of an interesting situation where the two sighted siblings are married and have children and the two blind siblings are single and don't have children. And again, we're such a cliche family as far as what, what maybe the world thinks about disability or, you know, like, oh, you know, if you're blind, you, you're not in, a, you know, relationships and it, it can be difficult out there. And, you know, we grew up with a traditional family and now you two both have sort of that kind of traditional family and we're, Brian and I are doing our own thing kind of separately. And, but yet we're also still so very close as a family. But I just think it's, 
it's just something interesting to to think about and it's just something i wonder more and more about in the blind community and of course it's like any community there's going to be some people that are single and some people that aren't and it's also just the fact that you know being having a disability is another thing on top of that and on this show we like to talk a lot about how you know we can do just anything that anyone else can and, and all that but at the same point it makes anything a little bit more difficult and meeting somebody is hard for anyone and i think you know paul and kim maybe <laughs> it wasn't not going to say it's easy for you guys either because we're all kind of quieter people and stuff like that but being blind does does put another barrier on it so it's just just something to think about but then it's also the fact of you know our parents won't be here forever and then it's kind of like you guys we i know you guys will help the best you can but it's i don't know care it's just it's just something i you know we think about more and more the older we get and i don't know if kim and paul have anything to add to that or if they ever think about that like someday how that would that would work out it's just sometimes it just feels like it's a little bit difficult when you when you are blind and then you have the parents to depend on and then yeah i don't know just something you think about food for thought yeah and but i mean i i i I do think about that but you you and carrie have both taken great strides and you know in the past what 10 years or so like you you guys have become so much more independent and (laughs) that i don't i don't I really don't think it'll be that big of a transition, you know, um, growing older and, and, uh, you know, things will obviously change, but, um, I mean, you guys, you guys have good setups and you know, that we're, that we're always, you're just a phone call away. Yeah. Phone call away. Kim's Kim's much closer to you guys than I am, but, um, but you know, I'll I'll help however I can, and and that is another benefit. I think that you know a lot of families and people that would move across the country are really far away, and the fact that we all are are still in Ontario within a you know two and a half three hour radius here, we're not that far apart really. So, no, I think that's also a nice comforting about, sort of thing. But what about you, Kim? Any thoughts to contribute on this? It's more of a philosophical <laughs> sort of thing, but. Yeah. yeah, but I think everyone, you adapt to what your reality is, right? And when things come up and you you figure out how to make it work, and that's just kind of how life is for everybody. And specifically this one, this topic has its own unique um, pieces to it. But but I, like I said, I think you just, you, you figure it out and we will make a new normal and what you guys need help with. And you'll adapt to other things that you'll, you'll figure out new ways if, if we are not able to, but, and I mean, you never know how life works out. Right. But as the, this has become was more possible as a reality that our kids will be older. Right. So then there'll be more flexibility there too. Right. And so you just, you make it work. That's how how everything goes yeah Yeah, it's going to be interesting you know we always say how we try to be very adaptable but nobody knows what the future is going to bring here and you know we are in some uncertain times right now and things will change and it'll be a different shift again it's just like when we you know when we lost our grandparents they were sort of the center of our family and right then we had you know we had big christmas dinners and we used to see our cousins because we'd all gather around our grandparents and when they were gone things change and you kind of have to change with that so i don't know how you guys if you think about that much but 
I mean, you, there's a lot to focus on in the present, too, so it keeps your mind occupied on that. But, but it will be interesting when your children have grown. And, you know, as Paul said, his daughter, your, your Sophia's 11 now, and she's approaching her teen years. I don't know what you're thinking about that. <laughs> I'm thinking that it's coming way too fast. Um, yeah, I know. I often, I often look at her and just her, her legs are so long now. It, 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 it's baffling, you know, that, uh, just a short time ago she was, uh, yeah, I still, re still remember when I was arm. living in Toronto when the day she was born, when I held her. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember propping her up against the sofa in your condo when, when you know your wife had a condo that you moved into there. And when the first how many months Sophia was uh, born, you guys lived there before you bought your house. And I remember propping her up with her toys against the couch. And yeah, now she's taller than me. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting too, Kara, that we both went through stages in our lives where we lived with each sibling. And I know in the last episode you talked about that you lived with Kim there for a while. Um, I don't think I'd mentioned that I lived with Paul briefly in Toronto there for about a year. Um, so it's just interesting yeah. to think back on life and the experiences that you did have. And um, it was an interesting time. But again, it's one of those things that, you know, I moved in with Paul and then that's kind of... It was fleeting. Yeah, just sort of that's life, life happens and that's when he met Sue. And, uh, you know, I'm super happy for them. But it's just, it's interesting to look back and you, you think about those times and, you know, you could have done this and that. But overall, I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful for the experiences I've had in life and, and uh, to have the opportunity to have a, have a big close family like this. Cause you know, unfortunately out there, a lot of families aren't, uh, you know, aren't, don't have that same closeness always and stuff. And it's just unfortunate. So. And what about you, Kim Reed's turning 10 this summer and Maya, you said is turning five and she's started school now. So mm -hmm. how has that been? You know, I was there when Reed was born. Um, you guys, <laughs> you let me into the, into the room that time. So that was special. So I always think back on that and he's just gotten so big and he still has an, a, the sweet, sweetest voice. And I, you know, he's going to be growing up here soon too. And I don't know how you're looking at that, your children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so, um, same thing, right. That like, definitely not he's not quite as tall as Sophia and, and whatever he's a couple years younger, but like, I even remember just not even as recently, there was one point in time where we were at my, my our parents and, uh, and, uh, we were there later than usual and he'd kind of been dozing. So he was kind of in my lap and I was just kind of dressing him while he was sleeping and, uh, just his legs reached over and like off of like, I had him propped on my lap while I was getting his boots on or something like that. And just his feet, hitting the ground you just it's crazy to think how they go from just this wee little thing that you have to hold their heads and and then the next thing they're saying things that sound grown up and like an adult adult and you just it's just amazing how they they become they become adults themselves slowly and little little pieces of their their childhood starts becoming more of a distant memory and uh little pieces they, they just kind of shift and it's just so small so so slow and so many things just happen and then all of a sudden it's like a blink of an eye they go from one to the other and you don't even notice the difference so i don't know he's he's 10 but he he sounds feels it feels like he's going on 20 almost now <laughs> it won't be long yeah. before he is and same with maya yeah maya maya's starting school and you know she's gonna learn so much here in the next few years. 
Mm-hmm. Time really flies, you know. The fact yeah, that it's so been she's... it's it's already been a year since you guys have been on the show. It doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I think that just about wraps it up. We're kind of just about out of time, care. I don't know if there's any anything else you wanna finish off with, but I think this has been a nice little discussion today, catching up and it'd be cool to make this an annual thing if you guys are up for it next family day, perhaps, and get an update. I'll there. be here. You'll still be in Toronto mm-hmm. next year. I'll be here whenever you need me. Well, thanks so much. We uh, really appreciate it that you guys uh, join us on Outlook this, this uh, week. And Yeah, happy family day, everybody. Yeah, everyone out there yeah, as happy well. Happy family day. All the listeners, happy family day, and uh, we'll be back next week. Send us an email. Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Outlook CFB. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.